by the power of wait, do they do Grey Skull? Is it by the power of Grey Skull? Honor of Grey Skull. Honor of Grey Skull. This is the awesome cast. Hey folks, and welcome to the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome. I'm Basil. I'm Kevin. I'm Douglas. And that's us. How y'all doing today? I am all right. All right. How's Doug? Yeah. Yeah. We had some good Thai food. Oh God, it was so good. It was really good. It was really good. You missed out. Sorry. I had no Thai food. It's sad. I will cry. <laughs> well, crap. Well, no, well, next time we'll take you to Thai food, Kevin. Oh, my God. I yeah. have no special attachment to Thai food. But... <laughs> I, I, I didn't think you did. That's yeah, why yeah. I wasn't worried too much about it. Okay. Okay, we'll, cool. We'll get something to eat later. It'll be cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Great. Awesome. Excellent. Intense. Just so people know, in the past, I talked about, as one of my moments of awesome, somewhere, somehow, about uh, Google's Project Stream. It's a real thing now, apparently. They're calling it uh, Stadia, Google Stadia. Sounds very fancy, but it's pretty much there. I think you're just going to be able to buy the game and then you can stream it on whatever. Yeah, I've heard whispers of this across the internet in recent days. Like they just announced it at GDC, which is going on as we podcast to give you a fake time frame of when we're recording this. Yeah, I've, I've seen some people posting from there. Maybe that's where I saw it. But it, I mean. When I played Project Stream, it worked very well. The game looked good. It ran very smooth. Of course, I now have a much baller laptop than I did before, so I have no reason to really use Project Stadia right now. But I could see myself looking more into it as you know time goes on. If I get even better internet, Google Fiber, holler at me. I'm waiting. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You can find us at awesomecast.com. Please like, rate, and subscribe on things like iTunes and Google and Stitcher and things. That's apparently how people know about podcasts if you actually, you know, get good reviews. Uh, and we don't have any reviews. So yeah. please, people, go review us. It'd be nice. I mean, I'm glad that people are still downloading listening to us, but it'd be cool, I guess, if more did. That'd be weird. I wouldn't complain. So, yeah, do that whole like thing. Maybe tell a friend. I don't... I don't know how these podcasts work. It's not like we've been doing it for 11 years. God. On and off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been 11 years. Um. Anyways, moments of awesome. It's a moment of awesome. So I hear someone's been playing their Switch again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's only, like, yeah. New Super Robot Wars. Uh, Super Robot Wars T. Available uh, either, you know, you either get the East Asian version that has an English language option, or you can be the unrepentant weeb that is I am still by the Japanese version anyways. Uh, I don't know, because I... This is apparently how I learned kanji, is playing Super Robot Wars. <laughs> so how is it? Does it have the good rubits? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. For me, uh, my the early on signature moment is uh, Spike Spiegel and Captain Harlock facing off with each other because they're maybe going to have to fight because of the job we're all on. Um, <laughs> that's Captain Harlock and Spike Spiegel, two people you don't generally think of with robots because they don't have one. <laughs> so how does that work? Well, Harlock has his, the Arcadia, of course, and that is... Uh, it has yet to take the center spot as the cool ship, because Harlock kind of drifts off and does his own thing, in the, at least in the parts of the game I'm into. But he'll show up and help you out sometimes. Uh, but then Spike has the, the swordfish as his cool fighter plane, which uh, works surprisingly well. Uh, there's a cool little... Uh, one of the comp Well, one of his attacks... Like, the other Fey and Jet's vehicles exist, but they're not separate units. They come in with one of Spike's attacks... And it is a very cool uh, homage to the opening credits of Cowboy Bebop. It uh, looks really neat. Uh, like, that one is one the animators obviously had fun with. Uh, 
The game has teased me twice with the Gunbuster Girls. They've not become playable yet, but they've uh, drifted through the story. Uh, for a brief moment, I thought them and, and their little uh, RX-7s and uh, Koji Kabuto and the, the little mass production Mazingers from the Mazinger Infinity movie were about to be my guys. And then they all retreated for my regular players to come in, and I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> but uh, I know Gunbuster's in there. And Magic Knight Ray Earth. They're also teasing me with Magic Knight Ray Earth, because I've met the girls, but they haven't got their giant robots yet. <laughs> But we have been whisked away to Sapiro, so it can't be too much longer. So how's it running on Switch? Oh, really good. Um, when I first booted up, it has a little content check that takes a minute. But other than that, the like save and load times are instantaneous. Um, I can't imagine it really looks any better on PlayStation 4, which is your other option. Uh, and this, I got on the Switch because that at least gives me the option of uh, portability if it crosses my mind. Well, we do go to cons, yeah. So it does happen. You you'll be able to play your on like on the road, and we're in the hotel room, or waiting for the next interview. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if the, it, it kind of Ban Presto kind of had two separate teams, or kind of portables versus uh, consoles. And I'm wondering if the portable guys still have a job because they made their games had a slightly different flavor, but were also pretty fun. <laughs> Um, or maybe they're the ones working on the new mobile game, for all I know. But that's, uh, but I hope they still got work. Cool. But really fun if you're a weeb <laughs> who likes giant robots. I am a weeb that does like giant robots, but I'm not into strategy games like I used to be. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you could pick up the East Asia version. That is true. It's... Which I am sad to report apparently did translate the God Gundam as the Burning Gundam, which is kind of my, uh, my angry tick moment as a mecha fan even though most people seem to have kind of accepted it at this point <laughs> so doug what's awesome dogs are awesome all right all right let's talk about dogs dogs are awesome dogs are awesome yeah dogs are pretty awesome i have two of them yeah they you guys put them outside before we started recording yes. because they very much want to cuddle me at all times it's true they are good boys they're, they're very good boys. The only times we ever get them to be confused on who they want to cuddle is actually when Kevin's here. Because while he has not been officially crowned in Disney World, so therefore Kevin cannot be an official Disney princess, Kevin's a Disney princess. Yeah, he, he pretty much is a Disney princess. Well, it's, yeah, all my scenes were cut out of Rick-It Ralph, though. It's, it's kind of sad. Well, I would just read, apparently, you know, Elsa is not technically... <laughs> Quote, unquote, a Disney princess. Yeah, she's a queen. Yeah, she's a queen. That's right. Like, well apparently, well, apparently, you have to be officially crowned in Disney World. Yeah. There's, like, a whole to-do to do that. Like, it's apparently, you know, with the whole, you know, Fox-Disney merger. Yeah. Uh, Anastasia. Everyone's like, oh, she can be a Disney princess, but she can't be an official Disney princess, nor can Bob Belcher. You know, or really Eugene, let's say, out of all of them, Eugene would be yeah, yeah. the Disney princess, but they got to be crowned apparently at Disney World or Disneyland, whatever the Disney theme parks are. They have to say, yes, you're now a Disney princess. And that's, that's the trick there. So Kevin has all the capabilities of a Disney princess. Animals do flock to him as he bursts out into song. I can do these things. <laughs> It's pretty magical if you ever are in a place that has pets. They will go to Kevin. Even if they're your pets, they'll go to Kevin. <laughs> yeah. It, it, is a, it is my power most easily explainable to all audiences. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Speaking of you know, the whole Google Project Steam and Stadia, thanks to the Project Stream uh, beta... I was able to get a free copy of Assassin's Creed on PC via Uplay. And then recently, um, I finally have sold my life, or at least a very significant portion of my paychecks, to Dell for a very good gaming laptop. And so now I can play Assassin's Creed Odyssey again, with, but now with really, really nice native graphics versus just streaming. So I have been just... On it, man. Like, I'm not even playing the storyline anymore. I'll get there because I, I like the Assassin's Creed storylines. And Odyssey has a good one. 
but I'm sort of choosing like, all right, this part of Greece I've not explored yet. It's in my level. I'm going to go to this corner. And then it's stabbing as far as the eye can see. Basil. Basil stabbing. Stabbing of the wild Greek frontier. That's what I'm going to do. I'll go to a fort. And I'll be like, hey, fort, your people. Pull out my bow. Boo. 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 All right, now, now there's a captain. He's coming my way. All right, he's gold. All right, cool. Let me go hide in this bush to the left, because he's going to go to the bush to the right. All right, cool. Here I go. There he goes. He's at the bush. Whistle. Yeah, come over this way. Ha! Stab, 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 stab. Not dead yet. All right, all right, all right. Kick, kick. Uh, a cool lance attack. You dead yet? No. Fine. Poison. Aha. Dots. Stab, 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 stab. Kick. Stab, 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 stab. Aha, now you're dead. All right, let me find another outpost. <laughs> Woo! Just murdering your way across Greece. That's right. And other things, too. But that, uh, this is an all, we'll listen, it's a podcast, but come on. We're classy here. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's a pretty good game. It's Odyssey's good game. been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I, I just unlocked the, the cult of Cosmos so I can kill all the cultists, too, because they're evil and they're cultists and... They have dumb masks on sometimes. Yeah. But I can upgrade my lance by killing cultists. And if I upgrade my lance, I can have a better abilities to stab people with. Or shoot arrows at. Which is like stabbing, only it's from a distance. It's really, distance stabbing. <laughs> really? What more to life is there? <laughs> well, there's also, you know, get... You know, spread the love with any member of Greece that will have will have her. But not to say that anyone can... You play Cassandra how you want to play Cassandra. Uh, although, I don't know why would anyone play Alexios. He seems like a big, dumb idiot. Not nearly as cool as Cassandra. Academically speaking, somebody must be playing Alexios. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure it's happened, but I... Mm. Yeah, I don't know why. You, you'd miss out on that sweet Jennifer Hale voice. But uh... I don't know if it's even Jennifer Hale. I don't know who's voice acting here, but I get the same level of awesomeness I get out of female Shep. Yeah. From Mass Effect, from you know, Cassandra. I don't so. know either, but she kind of sounds that same way. I don't know. It's uh, Could be someone totally different. And if it is, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, you give me the same good vibes Jennifer Hale does, though. <laughs> but I don't know. It's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. It's... Uh, I never played Origins. I really should. I have it on PS4, but when I had the other Project Stream, I'm like, well, I'll play this one. I mean, I've, I've got I, it. I'll have a limited time to play it. It Origins is a bit like Odyssey, but in my opinion, a little less refined. Like the the game, like the gameplay in Odyssey, it has some of the same sort of sort of MMO esque cooldown abilities, but and you gain experience. Eh. But Odyssey implements it a bit better. Like, they had a second game to figure out how they're going to do it. But Origins is fun. It deals with a period of history I'm interested in. So, eh. And then the other thing I've been really doing... Well, I'm reading the light novels for that time I got reincarnated as a slime. But that's for a future podcast about that. But I've also been reading the manga that just came out. The first volume of Uritsa Yatsura <laughs> from Mikio Takahashi. And that's... Man, Always that's good. it's still good. It's yeah. still good, y'all. Uh, if you have not bought it, buy it. It's fun. Um, you know, it's Tara being a lovable, terrible scamp, and unfortunately, he is this person who has to save the world from aliens, who then gets betrothed to the alien Lum, who is amazing, but has sometimes of a of a temper. But Tara has one capability. He apparently can withstand horrible electrical attacks. <laughs> Therefore, he is the perfect man for Lum. Way better than that other guy who turns into a weird... Tiger cow. Tiger cow. I mean, I don't know. Is she... Maybe she's just pulling her punches with a tar. <laughs> like, she doesn't actually want to kill him. <laughs> Maybe it's really low voltage. We don't know. Uh <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's... It's been good times. Been that good times. being said, I've seen in the anime like wreak terrible havoc on the surroundings, so it can't be. Ataru probably actually is just humanly resistant to electricity for no adequately explained reason, and we just like it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's fun. It's a good read. 
Uh, I'm still working on it because it's one of those, you know, several, vol- oh, like yeah, two or three yeah. volumes in one. So it's pretty, pretty thick, pretty meaty. And it's still a good time. It's still a good time. And it, it still holds up. Uh, I have, but of course, I think I haven't had any weird, like, weird, like, telephone tag plot lines like Amazing Nikoku, which <laughs> totally works for the time. But man, it would yeah. not, it would, that, that storyline would not fly today. Yeah, that's, that's even, in, like, especially in Japan, you'd be like, why aren't they just using their cell phones? <laughs> Like if you did a modern reboot, you'd you'd have to think some other way for misinformation. To... Yeah, <laughs> like you couldn't play it straight. All right, so let's let's take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about some Shira and the Princesses of Power. We're on the edge of greatness, turning darkness to light. We're right beside you. So one of the things that we talked about uh, last episode in our Steven Universe episode was the ideas of things being um, remade again, you know, and whether or not it really feels like it's uh, something that people who are making them really want to do. And I can think of at least two cases where I'm pretty positive, oh boy, they do. And one of these, the people who are making the new DuckTales. Yeah, yeah. Like they are super into making a new version of DuckTales and they seem to be really big on using the roles of Carl Banks, the original Scrooge McDuck Adventures, really bringing that back into the forefront and incorporating all sorts of the Disney afternoon characters. Even things like the Three Amigos come back. You the know, Caballeros. Caballeros, sorry. <laughs> Although I like to see the Three Amigos show. Right? <laughs> um... They even make lots of references, spoilers, to the moon theme from the DuckTales video game. Like, that becomes a major plot point, or at least a major moment in the show. So they clearly want all things DuckTales in the new DuckTales. They love their DuckTales, and they want to put as much of that in there as they can. And also, on Netflix, they have done a complete new reimagining of She-Ra, headlined by uh, Noelle Stevenson. And as far as I can understand, Noelle went to Netflix or DreamWorks Forum and went, you're going to give me Shira. And it's going to be amazing. And yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> and so far, so good. Yeah. Season one is out. We're actually going to be uh, getting a season two in April. Yeah. So it, the next season is coming up quick. But we still really want to talk about the show because, well, that might have been Kevin's favorite show of last year. I'm not sure. <laughs> It was up there. It was definitely up there. Um, it was a... Like, I might go as far as to say favorite thing that wasn't anime, for sure. Probably rank highly amongst <laughs> my anime watching. I don't know. I, I was I was predisposed to love the show. Like, I watched the old Filmation, Master of the Universe, and Shira, and I liked Shira a lot better. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's... Uh, Never did get any toys. I mean, okay, yeah, they were basically like Barbie dolls in armor, but that's, you know, I, I wanted them anyways. <laughs> One day I'm going to figure out where to get those Shira and Catra figures that have come out for the new show. I don't even know where to get them at the moment, but they exist. So this is a remake of uh, Filmations? Yeah. You know, uh, from the early 80s, 1984? Maybe. That could be. I don't know. Mostly, most credit goes to Lou Schreiber, but apparently also co-created with J. Michael Stravinsky of Babylon 5 fame. 1985, I was close. I was yeah, off by you, yeah. but 1985. And it was, you know, Adora. She was fighting the evils of Hordak, where she thought she was a bad guy. Turns out she was a good guy. Yep. Or girl, or however you want. Yep, uh, you know. Turns out, at least in the original series, to be... E-Man's twin sister, gets a cool magic sword, her own transformation, a Pegasus buddy, a collection of motley rebels, and, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> now, you take that and make it even more awesome, but it came out last year, and that's she again. 
Yeah, other than any references to He-Man. <laughs> but uh, the, apparently the rights to that are kind of complicated, so I wouldn't be holding our breaths for a He-Man spinoff anytime soon. That's fine. I don't need it. I yeah. mean, if this same crew gets to tackle it, fine. Yeah. But much like how, honestly, I'm enjoying the CW Supergirl plenty fine, I don't really need Superman. Yeah. Right. Supergirl is awesome on her own. Same thing with this. I don't yeah. really need He-Man. She-Ra is, Adora is great, and who cares? But Adora was, you know, an orphan who was raised by the ever sunshines and rainbows, uh, the Horde. Yeah, yeah. The evil Horde. <laughs> Your first clue that maybe you're the baddies. Um. <laughs> Until something happens, she meets some folks who aren't Horde, discover, oh, it's the evil Horde. Not just... The Horde. Uh. Not a benign expansionist colonial empire that just wants to bring everyone under their order. Well, that's sort of true, but they, they're really evil about it. <laughs> you know, gets a magical sword, decides, you know, maybe, maybe I should use my newfound magical powers for good and not for evil. And then evil's like, wait a minute, you left us. Yeah. You jerk, we're going to come back and get you. A conflict ensues. Yeah. But it's a, it's a pretty entertaining show. Um, I would say it's... I consider it pretty friendly to fairly young children. But it's also not dumb. Like, the plots are enjoyable by adult humans as well. That's, uh... No, this has been a bit, like... This very much feels like it's sort of in the, uh... I mean, this is DreamWorks, so the same folks who made yeah. Ultron... And I was wondering if this was going to be, you know, quote-unquote the next Voltron as far as the next flagship 2D animated DreamWorks show. And apparently, yeah, that's totally what's happening. Apparently, originally, they had signed on for just the one season of 13 episodes. Now there are 14 seasons. Uh, not 14 seasons. 14 seasons! Four seasons. 14 seasons! <laughs> And a movie. And a movie. Let's make that happen. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a movie of this. Only if for my one... I feel like they get a bigger budget. Because that's... <laughs> if I had any complaint about the show, the animation is not quite as spectacular as Voltron. No, but in some... Oh, mm, mm. I, we are into a subjective area. Because I yeah. think it's very competently done. I'm not saying there's anything shoddy about it. Like, well, I also feel like Shira feels like it's, it's, Voltron felt very much, and also it's the studio that, you know, did a lot of the really good Avatar work. Right. So it felt Avatar-esque as far as the animation stylings go in Voltron, whereas Shira feels like it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. So I do enjoy the thing that it's doing. Oh yeah, definitely. I just, I don't know, there's a little part of my brain where it's like, I would like to see this with a ridiculously big budget behind it. Sure, but sure. you know that's it is doing very well on what they have, whatever they're giving them there. It's, but I don't know, fun characters, uh, quippy dialogue. It's <laughs> well, let, let's get into the characters. Of course, we have Adora, the yeah, main heroine, our, our heroine, Shira, Adora. Well, she turns into Shira. She's apparently not the first one, but that's uh, that's a little different. <laughs> but why she can use the magic sword and uh, exactly, maybe, probably something to do with her ancestry, but uh, it's, that's totally a mystery at this point. But uh, she's strong. She's badass. Even untransformed, she's pretty strong. <laughs> well, she's a fully trained, like, yeah, she board is, like, agent. A badass, which... like, technically probably child soldier. Um... <laughs> Who's definitely, who's, you know, presented as being tough from the beginning, you know. Right? Although that kind of tracked with the original series. Like, you know, in Master of the Universe, He-Man had his Prince Adam identity where, despite being ridiculously ripped, he was always portrayed as kind of like a wuss and, you know, sort of a, a dandy. 
Whereas even when Adora was, you know, more just flat up a badass to begin with and turning into Shira made her more badass. That's really kind of always how the character's been. And then, of course, everyone's favorite character, Glimmer. <laughs> I mean, I personally don't have an issue with Glimmer, but... <laughs> what the viewing, uh, what the listening audience cannot see <laughs> is that... The moment Glimmer was mentioned, I looked up from what I was doing with this wicked, evil, sinister glare as I just glowered at the mere utterance <laughs> of her name. Okay, so I hate this character. <laughs> I absolutely do not like this character. Uh, for starters, you can't just yell all of your lines <laughs> angrily just because you're right. That doesn't convey good emotions. <laughs> but that is my primary complaint against Glimmer, is that she kind of shows up and just starts yelling at people. And that's pretty much her MO throughout the entire series, is that she just yells at everybody. And yeah, she's actually correct, but that doesn't... <laughs> and that's why no one listens to her, though. She yells at them all the time. I don't know. I, I sort of get what you're saying. <laughs> well, and, and plus side, she's buddied up with Bo. Yes, and Bo is, Bo is delightful. Yeah, he is. He is the nice. He is the good, non-toxic male hero we need. As the he proves that even boys can be princesses if they want to be. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I I like Bo. But I, he's he's relaxed and easygoing. Because, God, you'd have to be if Glimmer was your best friend. Like, God. Well, the show does pretty much flat out say he's her only friend. Yeah, for a reason. Because she just screams at people. He is so super laid back. He just He's the only one, I guess. I, I don't know. I feel Glimmer has some character growth in the season. But uh, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> well, I guess... Remains to be seen in the second season if she's any, you know, if she's chilled out any. Yeah, yeah. We can only hope. But, uh, but, uh, Adora and Glimmer and Bo are kind of our core heroic trio. They are, you know, who most of the episodes usually follow. Now, let's not say that Adora also does not have a best friend, but her best friend is Katra, and that's complicated. Boy, I'm given to understand that, you know, this, like, the whole Catra-Adora, uh, relationship was really just spawned from web an episode of Shira of the original series where it looked like they were going to have to team up and work together, and then they just both wandered off on their own and did their own, had their own subplots, and, uh, Noel Stevenson was like, man, that could have been such a better episode, and she basically turned it into a whole series. <laughs> well, she was right. Yeah. This was such a better episode. Because, <laughs> like, Catra is, like, Adora... Because, she, like, Catra... Like, Adora had to know all the Hordak... Hordak's soldiers and generals, or at least be familiar with some of them. And it's like, they never... In the show, they never acted like they had known each other previously. Like, they had any history with each other, you know? It was just, like, basically strangers. Even though she probably, at least by reputation, knew most or all of them. <laughs> But so it's like here's Catra as Adora's BFF before she leaves the Horde, you know. And it's like they are pals; they do everything together. They're you can make an argument that they're kind of a mutually adopted sisters, but because <laughs> Shadow Weaver kind of raises both of them, but Adora is obviously the favorite, and Shadow Weaver gets all the punishment. <laughs> or well, uh, Catra, Catra gets, gets all the punishment, punishment from Shadow Weaver. Yeah. Whereas Adora gets got free, and then Adora leaves. And betrays the Horde, but then therefore betrays Catra. Yeah, they have and a fraught relationship. <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's, uh, and I think that is actually the secret core of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, is the dynamic of Adora versus Catra, and how they interact, and their motives, their emotions, their, their now separate journeys, and how that's changing each of them. Yeah, that's for better like, or for worse. Yeah, I I'm not sure where it's gonna go, and that that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, they have definitely they're the 
that is the emotional core of the storyline in many ways. Never mind the world-shaking events. No, we, we want to know about the friendship slash possible romance between these two girls. <laughs> and then we also have all the other princesses of power. Tons like princesses. Entrapta. 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 <laughs> Who is, uh, eats only tiny foods um, and has living hair that just kind of Dr. Octopus is her way around with. Um, uh, she's some borderline insane, but fun. <laughs> there is Perfuma, who is really tall. That's not really her defining character trait, but for some reason, like, she is really tall. Um, <laughs> and she controls plants. And is sort of a uh, tree-hugging hippie. Mm. But in a good way. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Where also there's also a crazy fantasy, like, sci-fi world. So right. being a hippie um, and being able to control plants is very good. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with the most... Being a princess, with a couple of exceptions, seems to give you awesome magical powers. So, yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> then there's Mermista... Who's, you know... Okay, Shira, these names are really spot on. <laughs> Pretty much everyone... I, I, if it hasn't become clear, everyone's name is really spot on. Mermista's kind of got a water mermaid thing going on. <laughs> Perfuma's plants. Capture the cat girl. <laughs> Frosta. Frosta's ice. <laughs> you know, it, these names are... Uh, Castaspella. She does magic. <laughs> hey, don't forget Netosa. I toss nets. It's what it's in my name. <laughs> uh, but in Doug's favor, Glimmer does not end with an A. Fucking Glimmer. <laughs> Just goddamn it, Glimmer. Uh, but she has like sparkly, like she has sparkles and teleports. And Bo has a bow. He can also play the violin with a bow. Because he's bow. <laughs> yeah, Bo's a good kid. I know we've said that already, but he's a good kid. You like Bo. <laughs> essentially, the series is, you know, Adora trying to get all the princes of power, you know, together, being like, hey, y'all, we need to fight against the whore. That's, yeah. they're not doing good things. We really need to you know, present a united front. Yeah, because basically the Horde is slowly taking over the planet, and there's all these separate little countries with their own princesses, and they're kind of all fighting individually. They apparently tried to fight together, and it went bad. So now they just all fight individually, but they're all slowly losing. <laughs> and, ah, it's a, it's a good show. But I think if we keep going, we're just going to oh, go yeah, yeah. headline into and, spoilers. Yeah, and, you know... We haven't even mentioned... There's so many characters we haven't mentioned. Well, so many. We haven't mentioned Seahawk. <laughs> Seahawk's good. Seahawk's good. And we haven't mentioned... Um, oh, was it Scorpia? Yes, Scorpia. I keep wanting to call her Scorpina, but that's a Power Rangers character. <laughs> but uh, Scorpia is actually kind of probably secretly the best girl. Um, <laughs> well, it's also like how while Bo does exist, there's also Kyle who might be... Secret best boy. <laughs> I love Kyle. Like, oh yeah, Kyle, who is one of the... There, there's this little gang of horde soldiers who were Adora's group, but with, in addition to Catra, and they're... They get a little bit of characterization. Like, I still don't know if the Lizard Man has a name. He doesn't talk. But him and Kyle are friends. I think he's Kyle's only friend, because nobody likes Kyle. <laughs> Kyle just gets shit on in that show, and... I'm pretty sure he must be somebody's favorite character because they treat him so badly. <laughs> well, also his name is Kyle. Kyle. Like, every other character has some sort of whimsical or awesome fantasy name. That is true. Like Seahawk or Scorpia or, you know, even like Adora and Kyle. Yeah, that's probably the one's like, Kyle, that's a weird name. <laughs> like... That doesn't give me any idea about what you're like or what you do. Kyle. <laughs> you know, one of the big bads is Shadow Weaver. Yeah. And Kyle. And Kyle. <laughs> He's just this guy. You know, it's Kyle. And this poor wishing that he could 
not break free of the Horde because he is against the Horde, but just so he could have somebody else to talk to. <laughs> yeah. I think if you, like, offer to be his friend and bring him cookies, he'll probably set off the Horde in a minute. <laughs> but we're going to set off for a minute. We're going to come back with spoilers for Shira, Princesses of Power. The honor... So here we go. Full on spoilers. No holds. All those bars are gone. All right, Kevin. So that ball. <laughs> Princess prom. Princess prom. Let's. I, I man. feel like that episode is why the series exists in some ways. Like that's the episode they wanted to do. Yeah. A... Well, and it's God, it, it works on so many levels where, you know, Adora knows Catra is up to something. Yeah. Like, she is clearly, oh my god, is Catra up to something? But she, Adora cannot get the prince, uh, Frosta to listen because she isn't going through the proper channels <laughs> of etiquette. Yes. Which apparently is Frosta's thing. She is very about, uh, the proper way to do things. Uh, so, eh, for better or for worse. And of course, Catra gets in. With Scorpia, because Scorpia is technically a princess. She had an invite, which is a uh, which is a little bit of a surprise. The uh, I, I do like the um, okay. Actually, you'd probably say princess prom. It's like an actually more like a, a big like multinational uh, celebration gathering of all the princesses. It has a more formal name, but everyone calls it princess prom. <laughs> it's, and. Scorpia is technically a princess, even though she apparently doesn't exercise her right to show up at this thing until Catra's like, hey, let's go. Let, let, let's uh, show them we're awesome. Or, you know, and I, I do like their dress-up montage. Everyone's dress-up montage. <laughs> well, and Scorpia, like like you mentioned previously, like, she's secretly the best. Yeah. Like, she is this, this super happy-go-lucky, like, yeah, man, let's, let's go do stuff. It sounds awesome. <laughs> she is the nicest villain ever. <laughs> And it's one of those things where, uh, and Catra's really good at this, where she's more a villain because she just, no one just really wants her around, even though she's amazing, and she just hasn't really had friends. Yeah. Um, and Trapped, I think, is the same thing, where... She kind of gets, well, definitely a spoiler, and Trapped kind of gets adopted by our villain crew. <laughs> like, where all our heroines in Bo think that she has sacrificed herself. No, she's fine. But they don't realize that she's still there. And so Catra convinces Entrapta that no, they don't want you around, but I do. Yeah. Catra and, is kind of manipulative. <laughs> see, super... Well, I mean, she's manipulated her whole, whole life. Yeah, and that's like... It makes sense. Like, it's not like it doesn't make sense. She's... like She for, learned from the best. <laughs> like, for all of Shadow Weaver's you know, adoring Adora. Yeah. You know, Catra was being raised at the same time and she was learning all the wrong lessons, but learning them extremely well. Yeah. Like, Catra clearly is, you know, if Shadow Weaver is sort of their de facto mom, Shadow Weaver, you know, her true daughter, as it were, is Catra. As much as she wants it to be Adora, <laughs> it is Catra. And that what, that's what makes Catra, you know, you know, not only does she feel betrayed by Dora leaving, but she at the same time she also totally sees her chance to start rising to the ranks because Adora is also no longer in her way. Yeah, I mean by the end of the season, she's more or less Hordak's right hand gal, like supplanting Shadow Weaver. <laughs> yeah, and and there's Hordak, he's there. Yeah, he really is kind of just that he's there status. We have to assume he's evil. <laughs> I mean, he does lead the evil horde. Yeah. But he doesn't really do anything. It's all like Shadow Weaver's stuff. Yeah, and at least some of the stuff going on 
boy, I don't want to be a Hordak apologist, but at least some of this stuff is at least explicitly without his knowledge going on. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if you turned out to secretly be kind of nice and he's just being lied to by what's going on by his subordinates? I don't think they'd go that route, but... <laughs> like, he seems pretty evil, but he also seems like kind of a good boss, <laughs> weirdly enough. <laughs> he seems to, you know, like, you're doing good. I'm going to promote you. <laughs> You've kind of failed me. Uh, maybe for the last time. We'll lock you up for a while. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's sort of just there, which is, I mean, fine, because frankly, we need to, we need room to build villainy for subsequent seasons, so that's I mean, fine. Now that we know that we're getting, you know, at least three more seasons of yeah, this. Yeah, we, we, we have some room to grow, and, uh, it's, but. I don't know, Princess Prom, uh, where you apparently can spot Noelle Stevenson in the crowd, <laughs> along with her fiancé. Also, I think around this time is when we also discover, Leo, you know, why uh, Shadow Weaver has all these powers, because they also indicate what you know, what's what's like a magic user versus a princess. Oh, yeah, 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 because there's like these magical crystal things. What are they? Are they just crystals? I think they might, going? but... Every princess has their has, has their has a crystal, and Scorpius crystal is what Shadow Weaver uses. Yeah, she's been siphoning power out of it, which is uh, judging by Shadow Weaver, not a healthy thing to do. Um, <laughs> I don't know if her method is flawed, or if it's the nature of the crystal, or if it's just you know huffing off crystal juice is going to mess you up, just like real life. Um, <laughs> yeah, you really shouldn't be huffing that crystal juice. It's just... <laughs> whew, it's, it's a bad scene, man. Uh, yeah. I don't care how into vaping you are. That's, that is not what kind of cotton you should be ripping. Yeah. Don't don't do the crystal juice. Yeah, like, yeah. like, stick to, like, I don't know, pina colada, or, like, I don't know, strawberry vape. I don't know what they what they have. Just, just let's lay off the crystal. It's also not... cast says vape life from neither of us who smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what was your favorite moment from from the Shiras? The dip, <laughs> Princess Prom, Katra dips Adora like it doesn't even need context. It's like it's my Twitter and Facebook header at the moment. <laughs> That was like the, oh yeah, they they know what I want <laughs> moment. <laughs> Actually, back in the first episode when Bo was like, everyone but me is a princess. I was also like, okay, they know what I want. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was, I enjoyed the whole thing. I, you know, I, I, I really do love that dip though. I don't know. That was the. Ooh, moment for me in a lot of ways. <laughs> like if only Catra just happened to have like a bed sheet <laughs> that she could spin a door around. Wait, wrong, wrong show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I do love, I, I do love Catra's like tux with the bow tie tastefully undone. You know, that's, that's like very, uh, <laughs> very rebel without a cause. I don't know. It's uh, a. <laughs> In the day, like I think everything led up to Princess Prom, like yeah. the whole show, like it, the, that felt like that was the it was that was sort of like the the big. It's the, also, I think, yeah, pretty much the only episode where you get to have the majority of the cast in one place and they get to interact with each other. <laughs> like you kind of like previously, the princesses had all been more like episode guest star kind of roles, right? And now they're kind of all in the same place. You get to see them bounce off each other just a little bit. With the following episode where they try to get, rescue Glimmer and Bo, being them in a more action situation, but also getting to all in her. It's kind of where the cast comes together is in that episode. And that, you know, some hiccups aside, they kind of, for the last few episodes of the series, are kind of function as a unit. <laughs> so how do you feel this show like compares to the original? I definitely think there's better characterization, uh, and, you know, it's, every character is more a character, where certainly in the original show, some of the villains especially, and even some of the good guys were just kind of, were pretty two-dimensional, 
You know, it's like, they are this thing, and they do that thing. That's whatever their toy gimmick is. And that was about all they were. And this definitely has more characterization. I do feel like the original Shira had cooler backgrounds. Because they had a lot of matte backgrounds. They got a right. lot of mileage out of. And then they had a few rotoscope shots of their most commonly used action scenes that looked really good. And then all the other animation was honestly kind of crappy. If you remember it differently, you remember it wrong. <laughs> like, I, I feel sure uh, the new one is definitely a more constant level of animation. I kind of wish they had some of the lovely backgrounds, but they're, they're good. They're good in the new one. They're just, you know, obviously they had some really talented matte, pa- matte painters at Filmation who made some really cool backgrounds. Because, <laughs> man, I... You, you clearly remember Shira better than I do. Because I remember watching He-Man, being down with He-Man, especially as you're know, a young boy. Yeah. And then Shira hit. And I went, oh, this is really neat. And this is really interesting. And I remember, even as a kid, when I'm like, I think I like this more. Yeah, yeah. I, am, I don't think I'm supposed to, but I think I like this more. Yeah. Like, like that actual fun train. I am the exact opposite of the guys complaining about the new Shira on the internet in that I like the direction the new show has gone, and I actually watched the original show. I'm not just complaining about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, as soon as they announced this thing, and as soon as I've been seeing like the character designs, is that like it seems like this team knew what they wanted to do, and they're going to do it. And yeah. I watched it, and I'm like, I am 100% on board. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the variety in the character designs. Um, I like that the new Shira is like about seven feet tall and ridiculously buff. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. that is like a hundred percent my jam. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, but, uh, it's like, I, no, I dig this. I, I think this entire show is your jam. It Kevin. really is. Like, honestly, while we call this show, the awesome cast, this particular episode is way more of a Kevin cast. Yeah, this is, um, it, I don't know. This, this show is, I don't know, speaking to, some part of me. I'm not even sure what to call it, but it's the, I don't know. It's the, but I like, I like that Glimmer's a little chubby. Like, I like that Perfuma's ridiculously tall. I like that they have obvious ethnic differences in the characters. You know? I like that Seahawk is an obvious Errol Flynn parody. You know? yes. <laughs> and Seahawk is, well, he is good. Um, God, the one thing I'm worried about is that this is a Netflix show. Yeah. And Netflix does not have to, you know, they deal with their own schedules. They don't have to deal with right when they when they want to release something, they can release it. And if it's done, it's done. They want to shoot out. They can't if they so choose. I think they have their own schedules of when what stuff comes out when. And I'm sure it's all yeah. very algorithm, and they their computers have figured out the exact best way to do this according to their schedule. But. I know Voltron, it was going really, really well, and then it kind of landed with a little bit of a thud. Yeah. And my worry is that it's because they kept pushing the team to keep go, 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 go. And I don't know if they really got a break. I don't know if they had time to be like, go, 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 and now you're going to stop. You know, I'm hoping that with them saying, okay, you have four seasons, each season is going to have X so many episodes, and that's what you get. Hopefully they'll they'll have time yeah. to really plan things out, craft a good arc. It's my same worry with um, the Dragon Prince. Yeah, um, I actually have a bigger worry with the Dragon Prince than than Sheer because again, Sheer they've announced the roadmap. We we know we're getting four seasons, I think thirteen episodes each. Yeah, we just we don't know about Dragon Prince, but whereas Dragon Prince feels like it's a okay, there's season one, now getting to season two. Okay, season two, all right, here's your season three. Like it feels much more like Voltron. But Voltron feels like. It never had a roadmap. They just kept announcing mm-hmm. new stuff. And then they're like, okay, and this is the last one. And it felt clearly Voltron, they were not actually done, but they had to make it done. And it was not, they had bad priorities, I guess. Yeah. So I'm, I, that's my only worry about Shira is that they can, hopefully they can avoid that. Yeah, I hope so. Like, I would love to see this end on a Steven Universe note and not a Voltron note. Yeah. Also, hopefully, it's not like they tell them, like, four seasons and go, oh, wait, you only get three seasons later or something stupid like that. Or alternately, four seasons, and they craft a really good complete story arc, and they're like, can you do a fifth season? Yeah. (laughs) And it just kind of peters out into nothing. 
But uh, those are just future fears. Um, nothing wrong with the show so far. <laughs> yeah, season one. So far, so far, really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to see what season two brings to us in April. Yeah. But for season one, Kevin, how many awesomes? Out of awesome. One dip of awesome. Ha ha ha. I beat you. Yo. What was what, I didn't even one know. dip? One dip? One, sorry, one the dip. One the dip out of awesome. Oh, you bastard. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of princesses out of awesome. I can't remember how many there are. <laughs> I'll take it. Alright, folks. And not sure if I should count Bo or not. You should count Bo. Bo's, Bo will be a princess one day. You'll see. Yeah, yeah, everyone. No, any anyone can be a prince. I learned that from Retaina. So conversely, anyone, anyone can be, can be a, a princess. princess. That's what the, this show taught me. And that it's good for my brand if we acknowledge that guys can be princesses. Um. <laughs> so this has been the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome, a production of the Awesome Cast. Anyways, this is edited by. My wonderful wife, Anna, who is hopefully doing better than she has been. It's been a, a rough, rough couple of weeks health-wise for all of us involved. I was sick for like two weeks. It was terrible. And now she's having her unfortunate, her own issues. And, and thanks, unfortunately, Doug had a horrible headache halfway through the recording. And he's, he's resting. So hopefully everyone feels better. And hopefully you're feeling good out there in the listening world of podcasts. And again... Um, please leave us good reviews on the, uh, on the iTunes, on the Google Play, Stitchers, and what have you. I think at this point we're pretty much on everything. So yeah, please leave us some good reviews. Tell some friends. We'd love to grow out the audience once again. We're, we're much better on track than we have been in the past and we're, we're hoping to keep going and keep doing well and keep putting out these podcasts and interviews and all sorts of things that we get to do and, uh. Also, get ready. We're going to have a really, really good April 1st. It'll be a little thing, but it's a really, really fun. It's going to be really neat. And until then, we'll catch you later. Remember, you can be a prince or a princess. We believe in you. I'm about to cough. Continue the editing out. Continue the editing out. Continue the editing out. Okay, now you can. <laughs>